this is something I'm doing because it's going to make me better in every other aspect of my life. And that process is what I started doing and then began to crave. Welcome back to the Thrive on Life podcast. We're CJ and Aaron Finley, lifelong best friends turned husband and wife that started a brand to inspire others to make the most out of the one life we all get to live. We are on a mission to help others in the pursuit of thriving in all areas of life through community, connection, and the sharing of knowledge. This series of the podcast with us as your hosts will feature unfiltered conversations on topics of life, marriage, parenthood, health, wellness, and what we consider the The art art of of thriving. thriving. Let's dive in. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive and Life podcast. And tonight I have my wife with me. We are getting ready for the Austin Marathon. It's Thursday night before the race. Sunday is the race. And this is both her and I's first ever sanctioned marathon. I've run an ultra before and an unsanctioned ultra on my birthday, 33 miles, but I've never actually towed the line at a marathon and neither has Aaron. So tonight's topic of conversation is going to be how we're feeling going into the race, what we did for training, what we're looking forward to most, and then we're going to jump back on after this episode for a recap. So if you're listening to this episode prior to the race, bookmark some time to follow up and listen to our recap episode as well. Or maybe you're listening to this after we've already completed this, and it would be a great way to finish this episode, go right into the recap of the race. How are we doing tonight? Doing well. I'm I'm feeling ready. I'm a little bit nervous, but overall excited and proud, honestly. If you, I, I, we had a, I was listening, re-listening to one of our episodes several months ago and we had talked about doing uncomfortable things. And I think it was when you were talking about why you signed up for the ultra. And I was like, Hmm, I need to put something on the calendar for myself. And in that episode, I didn't really know what that was going to be. And I said, I believe we talked about the fact that a marathon has always been something I've wanted to do, but there's always been a reason why I haven't done it. Uh, last year it was cause I was pregnant <laughs> This year, it was I had in my mind that I couldn't do it because I was still newly postpartum and we have a baby now. And so tried to ditch all of those excuses and just tell myself, like, why am I doing this in the first place? And so I'm excited for Sunday because it's a testament to me just doing what I want, like what I need to do. And that's just get do it and prove to myself that I can do it and don't set pressure around it or any expectations, but just freaking enjoy it and do it because it's something I've always wanted to do. And why is it something you've always wanted to do? That's a great question. And one that I've been asking myself too. I'm like, why do I want to do this so badly? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's hard to explain especially to people that aren't runners, why you'd want to do it. Um, I think ever since I've started running, it's just a natural progression to what you ultimately want to achieve. Because with running, so I, I wasn't always a runner. I'd say I have been since college. So for the past almost 15 years. But 
it's always been for me like phases where I would train for something like a half marathon. So I'd build up maybe four months of running and then I would take a break. But in the last couple of years, I'd say it's been more of a continuous sport for me where I don't really have an off season. I have, I do have like an off peak training season, but running is kind of a staple in my life these days. And that's for a lot of reasons, but back to why I want to do this. I think once you become a runner and once you get a taste of what it's like to feel the energy of a race and the sense of accomplishment that comes with finishing, regardless of how you do, and also like the whole process of training and the journey that 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 is and who it makes you become is in some ways very addicting. So I've done so many half marathons that... I've gotten to a point where it's like, why would I do another half? And that's where I'm like, I need to dig a little deeper, force myself into a little more discomfort and go for the full. And it's not for any reason other than just I needed a different challenge. And part of that is I knew training for this would make me feel uncomfortable in that I'd have to do some really long runs. I'd have to shift priorities and figure out a way to get them done. And I'd have to put running before other hobbies. And that's not something I ever really did before. So it's been an interesting learning experience in that regard. What did you have to put running before when it comes to? Yeah, I'd say when it, for fitness, it's always been, my style has always been like maintain everything, like do some maintain strength training, um, take classes. So I, I always have enjoyed going to different fitness classes. Obviously that that's taken a backseat because of pregnancy and motherhood, but a variety is what I'll call it. Like I didn't always enjoy just running. And for this season of trying to train for this, it's been pretty much just running as my fitness. Routine. You've been, you were saying that you've been running for, I mean, it hasn't been 15 years because 15 years ago you were like 17 years old. And I remember in high school you didn't run. So maybe like, let's call it a decade. You've been running well, doing half marathons. Why did it take so long to sign up for a marathon when I feel like we live in a world where most people, as soon as they start getting like hooked a little bit, they get sucked into signing up for a marathon. What do you think kept you from maybe going a different route and doing your own thing for so long? I don't think I ever wanted to give up the other things. Like I was just saying, how I've had to kind of make some trade-offs where I don't get to strength train as much. I don't get to take days off of running. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I mean, I build in rest days, but it's like, there's no excuses. And that's not something I ever really wanted to do before. Cause I, not having the goal just meant I was kind of aiming for sustainable fitness and just maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And that there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that that's healthy to do. And that's what I'll revert back to as soon as this is over. 
but there was something that I was craving of like just something to work towards. And I think there's also an element of when things are changing so fast around you, having this target for yourself brings a sense of peace. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? Let me elaborate. It's like, I'm going through all these transitions with motherhood and figuring out how to parent and how to be a good wife to you at the same time and how to deal with like relationships that are changing and loneliness and chaos at work that just never seems to end and all these things, being away from family and, and this was just my way to be like, there is one thing I can tr- control and it's how much effort I put into this and I'm going to hit this freaking target and it's going to feel good and everything else, regardless of what happens, at least I have one part of my ship steering in a direction that I can control. Why do you feel like you need control? It's not that I feel like I need control. It's that, it, like I said, it brings me peace knowing that I'm working towards this thing that I can control the outcome of and nothing else like everything else it just it's satisfaction it's like if you wake up in the morning and you get a workout well, in let, let, let me rephrase like it, you can't control the outcome we don't really know what you're going to get on sunday you can no, control no, no. i, I you don't can control mean, your inputs so i don't mean the outcome of the actual race day i mean i know that i can control whether i lace up my shoes and go for that run and who that's helping me become in the process of doing that over and over again. It's not about how fast I'm getting or how many miles I can run on the weekend. For me, it's like this act of being like, all right, this is something I'm doing because it's going to make me better in every other aspect of my life. And that process is what I started doing and then began to crave. So for me, that's what it is. It's like bringing this sense of peace in that and knowing that I'm putting in this effort and even when I feel like things are falling apart out around me and when I feel overwhelmed by things or whatever the feeling is, this is my lane to attack. And I think that sometimes we need that, whether it's a marathon or something else, like having that target is, is a good thing. I agree. I guess I'm driving a conversation tonight. Oh, yeah. I can ask you. How are you feeling? I think <laughs> you should talk about how how this race is special to you. I mean, you just came off of the half marathon last weekend, and that was one of the most incredible, incredible accomplishments I think I've ever seen you do or, or anyone I know recently, and just – Tell, tell everybody what you did and then I guess how that's made you feel this week and going into the, the actual race. It's a great question and thank you for teeing it up like that. It It's wild that it's been five, six days already going on a week and I still don't really have the words for what it meant and will mean but I think the most important thing that I can relay for people is something that I in the past 
did not do a good job of is looking at things that like weren't for me and saying, Oh, like I'll never do that. That'll never be for me. That'll never be something that I sign up to do. And that was a marathon, like running in general. Why was that? Was something that I didn't look down on. I mean, I played college soccer, so like I did my fair share of running, but it was something where I just looked at it and was like, yeah, that's not for me. I'm never going to do, I'm never going to do that. And the issue with that mindset is it's so small minded into what we really should be utilizing life for. And that's being curious to try new things, to do a better job of understanding and understanding what life yeah, and to have experience and to understand other people. So for me, it became intriguing to first run years ago because you were running and I wanted to spend more time with you and understand you more. So I began to start running and then I started to ask myself, well, how could I utilize this tool? And that's what I started looking at, at it as is this is a tool that I can use for the rest of my life to help not only in my physical nature, but mental and spiritual as well. And if you're a runner, you know that, you know, that's what they say. The runner's high, you get mental and physical benefits from it and you tend to start craving it. Now I'm still the type of person where I've done thousands of miles to this point over the past couple of years. And I don't necessarily crave it. I still love lifting and other forms of exercise a lot more. But what it has brought me, when you mentioned the word peace, it's brought me the ability to just be in the moment a lot more so than any other modality because when you're running, you're not going, I mean, you're listening to music or podcasts or whatever, but you're just in your own world and you're not staring at screens and you're not most of the time taking a video or doing anything besides the running. And it forces you, if you're running for an hour, to just be with yourself for an hour. And I think that's really something a lot of people lack. And this is a long-winded answer, but it's going to get to the point of, as I was spending those hours alone and learning more about myself and asking myself, what can I bring to this world? Everyone is setting these goals around me, around running. Like, oh, I want to get a PR in my half, or I want to get a PR in a marathon. I want to do a sub three marathon. I want to run 50 miles. I want to run a hundred miles. And I really was just reflecting on like, what do I want? What is this for me? And once Aiden was born and we were running as a family and I was pushing him, I started to realize like, damn, like I'm really fucking fit. Like we'll run a half marathon and I'll push Aiden and I'll then go work out and lift after that if I really wanted to. And I started to ask myself, how do I give back with my, like, I don't have these 
audacious goals to set for myself. I don't care about running a sub three marathon or doing these crazy feats alone. And that's when it like kind of clicked. Oh, if I'm already pushing him, like maybe I could push somebody that's disabled. And I'd already known about this because somebody came to Squatch two years ago and was talking about Ainsley's Angels and how they ran the marathon with that. So it was already in my mind last summer. And you know this, I started talking about it. And then just God, the universe conspired to make it happen where I was at the Texas running event for Alter Ego running. It's the hats that I wear. So if you see me running with my Thrive on Life hats, Alter Ego is the brand that helped me put those together. And I, I love the guys behind that and the community behind that. I am the Team Orange leader. We do a lot of cool stuff. Check them out. But at the Texas running event, I was only there for an hour because it was right before my ultra. We were flying out to go to North Carolina. It was only there for an hour. And I randomly am just getting lemonade. And my buddy Keith, who does a lot of ultra marathon stuff, bumps into me. Starts at, We start chatting like, what are you doing this year? What are you doing? What are you looking forward to? Yada, yada. And I mentioned to him about wanting to push somebody. And he lit up and said, oh, I'm pushing somebody in the Austin Marathon. So right then and there, I was like, oh, this this idea just kind of gained legs within 30 seconds. And he said, I'm going to reach out to them and see if they need anybody else. Lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, I get a text message from him like, hey, this is Paige. It's Anna's mom. You should reach out to them. They would love for you to help her run. And that's that's the story. So I reached out to them and Paige and their family are just amazing people. And immediately I just was drawn to their story and what I could do. And one of the things I learned real quick is like when you're pushing, especially for a marathon, like the, the chair, if you can get it situated for you, obviously it's going to be more comfortable. So they asked me if I would want to do a race prior uh to the marathon to kind of get the the chair adjusted for me and it just so happened that the weekend before there was a race a half marathon right where they live like literally five minutes from their house which is perfect for them because as you can imagine one of the hardest parts for them is to travel and and make things comfortable for Anna so having it super close to their home was was really cool and then to eat, kick it off even more um i met them on the the anniversary of your father passing away and how special that is his to birthday. yeah his i mean his birthday and how special that is to us to be thinking about wow like somebody who's no longer here but we're able to like give our energy and give back to other people and things of that nature so really long-winded answer but it really deserves it because it's not something that I would have foreseen doing. I mean, even three years ago, like it, it, it's just, my life is just transformed. What was, what was going through your head while you were pushing? I mean, cause obviously it's really physically hard, but in your head, you're probably like, this is, I got to do this. 
That's a great, it, it was tough. It was, I, I think that half is actually going to be a little bit tougher than this full. Um, Why? Oh, because of the spectators and. Well, because for the full, like, I know I'm going to go slower and enjoy it and take my time and kind of just soak it all in. Mm -hmm. The half though is a distance where the competitor in me is like, I wonder how fast I could go for like, how long could I be in pain for? I know that if I try to do that for a marathon, like I'll burn out and we'll end up walking and like, I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. But for a half marathon, I know that I can, I can, I can push it. And when we were towing the line in my mind, it was, I'm really good at like understanding how I'm feeling in the moment of that day. And I knew coming in that I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in. We've been, we've been training really hard and, I, I kind of just told myself when I get back, because the starting line and the finish line are the same thing. I was like, when I get over the, when I get back over this finish line, I want to have known that like I literally left it all out there. And you can see it in the photos that that is the case. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm, awesome. I'm hurting and she is, uh, she's very happy. So it was, it was a grind. But what was going through my mind exactly during it was a lot of different things. Um, I think the most powerful thing that happened to me was when I first started, I think, I mean, I, I didn't really get much sleep. I wasn't high, as hydrated as I wanted to be. Um, my feet started going numb. And for a couple miles, the first couple miles, and I remember in my mind thinking and looking down and saying she's never felt her feet mm -hmm. like there's no complaints here just keep running <laughs> like so those are the types of things that were kind of going through my mind of okay yeah, every, such perspective every time I feel a little bit of pain every time I feel like I want to slow down every time I I feel like I want to let off the gas just looking down at her and saying the fact that I can even do this yeah, it makes me is a blessing. And I literally just would push harder in those moments. And it was fun because she, she loves it. She's super competitive. And we came out, we were like in third place, I came out in first and then two people passed us and two people that were also pushing people. And I was telling Anna, I was like, don't worry, like we're going to catch them. I got my eyes on them and I promise that we're going to catch them and we're going to pass them because she is Paige and Sean told me that she's very competitive. So the whole time I was like, we're going to keep them in sight. And when the timing's right, I'm going to run right by them. And that's exactly <laughs> what you did. It was really, it was really fun. So she was so happy. And of course, like when we ran by them, we're just like cheering the other, yeah. other team on and, and smiling and whatever. But in that moment, it was, it was one of the top moments of my entire life. It's amazing. And to end, it's such a dichotomy of races because Katie, there was like no, there's like very minimal spectators. And because we went out first, we didn't, we weren't really running with that many people. Mm -hmm. it, we're, I'm just like in Houston on this road running with Anna, who I just met the day before. And it's just me. 
and her and going back to the whole like you're just in it and when are you ever have a chance to just be in it like that and ask yourself like how hard can I push for the next hour and a half like forget everything else it was such a blessing yeah I know I'll be thinking about it when I'm running this weekend because I am just running for myself and I know it is gonna have I'm gonna have hard times but I'll be thinking about her and you guys and the fact that you're pushing her and yeah I want I, I, I don't want this was the thing I didn't want, which was to to take away from from your feet. And I, I also thought about you and Aiden and our family and who I want to be. There were so many things that were going through my head like when I was pushing her. And one of the things I didn't want going into this weekend was to take away from you because you're managing a job. You're literally feeding our baby with your body. You're just, you're incredible. And this was just something that fell in my lap. And I think it just goes to show who we are as a couple because I wouldn't have been able to go there Friday night and meet them and run on Saturday if you weren't here taking care of him. So we've done a really good job of trading off to allow each other to train and, and be very understanding and supportive. And I want to acknowledge that and tell people that me taking this on wasn't too diminish I, w- I that never even crossed my mind if anything I, i'm like excited that you're doing it too so we're doing it together but i appreciate you saying that um yeah it feels like for me i think it will be a feat and i'm i'm excited to do the follow-up episode where i actually talk about how it goes because i don't know like this i've done so many half marathons but i think the difference is that for every race I've ever done, I've set out to do better than the last. And I, I've always raced it, meaning I push it. And for this one, yes, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a good effort, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself to do this fast by any means. Like I don't, I don't need to do a PR race. I don't need to crush myself and feel like I'm going to collapse at the finish line. Like I literally just want to smile and have fun and appreciate the fact that I'm able to do it and think about how I gave birth 10 months ago and I'm out here and celebrate the fact that I've put in the work to be there. And if that means I take a while to finish, so be it. Um, because I think at the end of the day, it's it's not about the finish time. It's really, like I said, about the whole journey to get to that point and then celebrating it during and enjoying it. Like I don't. Yeah, but I, I think there's something you said, like, what have I been telling you? Like, what are you shooting for? Like, let's tell the people. I think a, a reasonable goal for me would be sub 330 based on like how I've been running lately. Um, which is amazing. If I don't, if I don't hit that, I'm totally fine. Yeah. But the strategy is to come out of the gate working towards that. And I think the reason I say that is because you deserve it. Like you deserve to say, this is the goal that I want and I'm going to work hard towards it. But if you have to adapt mid race, so be it. And I think that's, that's a, 
way of thinking that I think not a lot of people are, are talking about. Yeah. Like they, they, we get so fixated on the goal or we set the goal so strict that you have to give up other things in your life, but you can set high level goals and then go for it. And if you're feeling it that day, fucking smash it. And if Mm -hmm. not pivot. Yeah. It's going to be fun. What are you, I guess, most nervous about? See, this is where doing hard things just compounds. Yeah, like how does this compare to the trail run? The feeling. (laughs) It's interesting because harder but easier at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. It's, I'm... I'm looking forward to so many of our friends and people being out there because when I do the trail run, it's just, it was me and Jeff really. (laughs) And you're in the middle of the woods for a while and you know, it's just like a time thing. The other thing I think that I'm looking forward to for this one over the trail run is I'm in my freaking hometown. Like every turn, I'm just going to be thinking like, damn, this is our city and seeing the people cheering. And the other thing is like, we've talked about how we don't know how long we'll be in Austin. So for me, I'm going to be thinking like, yeah, this is a culmination of now the, the the harder thing is like during the ultra, I walk quite a bit. I don't really want to walk during this. So it's like, it's the difference of, the ultra took me six hours and 20 minutes. And then my 33 miles for my birthday took me like five hours, 20 minutes. But in each of those, I took breaks and walked a little bit versus for this marathon, it's really going to be like four hours straight of running. I wonder how we'll feel like, will this be harder or an individual high rocks? What do you think? It's different types of hard. Um, well, they both yeah, make you want like, to ask, up. like the way, the better way to ask the question is like, if you woke up tomorrow and could do one or the other, and let's take Anna out of this, I yeah. guess, because like, obviously like doing something for somebody else, like is this extremely fulfilling and, and better than me doing some stupid race by myself um, for shits and gigs. So if you took her out of it and like I woke up and had to run 26 miles or I woke up and had to do high rocks to the best of my ability, I would a hundred percent choose high rocks. <laughs> because it's more entertaining, like to switch off between what you have to do. Yeah. And I, I have found from training high rocks versus the running. I, like the running is more a nuisance to me versus with high rocks. I just tap into more of the demons in me. I feel like because you're not only are you running, but like let's take wall balls for instance, like this ball is like coming down on you. And if you like, don't pay attention, it's going to smack you in the face. Like there's just extra things that you're paying attention to now. I've also never tr- tried to toe the line of like a half marathon 
and marathon and run myself and and try to like really yeah push the metal i think that would be much tougher than a high rocks just from a time standpoint like because you're you're just running and you're just yeah and i can do a, i can do a high rocks in an hour and 10 minutes so knowing that okay i'm gonna be in the pain cave for an hour and 10 minutes is much easier than an hour and 30, 30 yeah. or three hours, three and a half hours for a marathon. So it's an interesting question. Um, yeah, I feel like the hardest part of training has been keeping myself like entertained on the long runs because it's not only do I feel like I'm feeling guilt on the run where I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be home or there's these other things I should be doing. But I'm like, oh my God, I still have 10 more miles and I'm counting down. But it, yeah. yeah God bless it's, you. Like, it's I, a lot. I've only done, you've done way more running than I have long, long distance wise. I'm very good at almost running every day pretty much. But I mean, it's, it's very few and far between that you see me run more than 10 miles. And that's why, I mean, I'm switching my goals. I, after doing all this, I really started understanding myself more and, and what do I want? And I thought that I was going to shoot for a 50 miler. And I started asking myself, like, I don't want to be on the road running by myself for hours on end. Like I'd rather be in the gym with my buddies or with Aaron running a seven miler than like doing these crazy runs just because I want to chase some pain. So, so, so what's next after this? Do you think? That is a great question. I'm looking forward to really answering that after this marathon. Um, but I mean, what technically is next is High Rocks literally the weekend after and then High Rocks Houston. So High Rocks Fort Lauderdale is the week after the marathon and then High Rocks Houston is March 16th. Um, so I'll, I'll do those two. And then I don't know, I've been really intrigued by CrossFit lately. I never thought that it would be something I would be interested in, but our good buddy, Eric Hinman, who's been on this episode on this podcast before. And I mean, he's striving to be at the CrossFit games and he has yeah. for years now. And we have buddies that have been to the CrossFit games and just watching him, how he goes about his training and the form really has piqued my interest is like, this is a skill. Like some of the things they're doing is like very skill-based. You have to learn the form before anything else or else you're not even going to be able to move up in weight. And just doing some training sessions with him and being like, damn, like that is a skill I kind of want to pick up and run with a little bit. I don't want, I don't have any aspirations to go to the CrossFit Games or anything like that, but it's more so the training. Yeah, like master a craft of like having to, work on something. Yeah. I hate that. that. I hate that when I train with him, I don't feel comfortable under the barbell. And like, I basically don't do the workout. I go and do something else. And that, that irritates, that, that bothers me. It irritates me. So I also (laughs) ask myself, like, if I want to be the best in the world, I'm training. I'm literally, there's times where I'm training with the best in the world, which is really cool. What do you want to be the best? I didn't know you, what? No, no, I want to be able to keep up with the best in the world. Oh, I always, okay. I always okay. have. Like when it came to soccer, like some of my friends went pro 
I, I want to be able to keep up. I want to be in the mix. I understand. With people yeah, are the, the be best in the up. world. I mean, yeah. not even just that. The best podcasters, the best writers, the best mm-hmm. thinkers, the best entrepreneurs. I want to be in the mix. But when it comes to training, it's like I want to be able to keep up at some capacity. I don't need to lift as heavy as he does. Right. But I, I can't even do the movement. Like that's, <laughs> and that pisses me off. Yeah, I, I understand. My buddy Noah and I have an agreement. It's like when Eric's in town, I do all the running or cardio with Eric and then trail running and stuff like that. And then Noah will do all the lifting. <laughs> That's how we kind of trade off. What are you, what's your fuel strategy going to be for the race? <sighs> I'm not good at this. Um, I still haven't found like what actually truly works for me. A lot of it has to do with being able, like I don't want to carry it. I don't want to wear a vest and carry stuff with me. That's the other difference where it's like an ultra is almost kind of easier in that sense where I just run slower, I have the vest, have everything on me in an easy access way. Um, I still have to figure out how I'm going to carry all the gels for this one. Um, I might get like a, this is the other advantage of, me doing that half is I might get something actually I need to go find that uh what are they called fanny pack because I don't necessarily have to wear the fanny pack the whole time I can like tie it around Mm -hmm. the one side of her chair and then I can just stuff stuff into that but gels gummies electrolytes the usual that people people utilize I'm hoping they have bananas out there (laughs) <laughs> they seem to work well. They worked well for me for the ultra, but it's also, I mean, as long as I have electrolytes and water, like I can tough it out. So I'm just going to use gels every half an hour and then a lot of water and electrolytes. How about yeah. you? I tested a lot of different things on my long runs and I think what works best for me is and I think this is probably a good standard to follow too, is to make sure you're fueling before you feel like you need to. So I think the guidance is almost like every 40 minutes. So I typically will eat well before I start running. So I'll already be running on a, you know, some fuel. And then like you all have electrolytes in my water and I'll run with that. And then I'll take a gel probably at like mile five, nine, 14, 18, 23. So that's four. I don't better, know. I think the better question is what are you eating after the race? Ugh, I don't know. I'll be thinking about that on the marathon during, though. That keeps me going. I like <laughs> envision what I'm going to eat. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, everybody's just slopping down gels and oh, whatever so, like i can't yeah. wait to not have a but gel. like what what are, the after is like hmm, what am i gonna be cra- and it's so different each time i don't know we're gonna have to come home quickly or just be downtown that's the beauty of it all right what is what is one last question we can end on you got anything that comes to mind hmm Long pause. I think I have more questions for our follow-up. Yeah, the recap is going to be good. Hmm. I guess what's what's your emotion right now? 
I told you mine. What's my emotion? It's very... Because I've been doing this my whole life, like preparing for days like Sunday, it doesn't really hit me until... Like we're like driving there. No, it, it, it doesn't. One it doesn't thing that bothers so, me is like I I am such a planner that I want to like know what time we're waking up, what our strategy is, where we're gonna park, <laughs> what time we're leaving the house, what time we think we'll be back. And every time I try to have this conversation with CJ, he's like, "We'll think about it on Saturday." I'm like, yeah, because I I'm just compo- need the satisfaction. But this in is mind the funniest thing is like you get on your mom for being like that. She'll like fly in and then she'll be asking about her flight out. And you'll That's be like, a little different. <laughs> it's the same thing, just even further. No, I think I have plenty of justification to have be you, wanting a laid out plan for a marathon that we're about to do. Why do you think I am like that? That's a great question, because you don't want to think about it until you have to think about it. What's the advantage of being like that? You're more present. That's probably what you want me to say. I don't want you to say anything. I want you to think about like you do want me to what, say because obviously I do it for a reason everything that I do typically is done for a reason so I'm just want to I just I'm curious I mean I could flip it around you why would I want to have a plan for the marathon because it makes you feel good yes does that mean that that is the best way to do it no okay <laughs> because is, is your when you best? have a plan half no I I'm never have had who plans mem- most of our trips, remember, flights, hotels, cars, this is an important food, question. who finds the Airbnbs, you who finds the restaurants. You asked me about a question <laughs> and I do remember that last half marathon I did. And I was so mad because you were taking forever that I Ubered my way there. Yeah. And guess who beat you there? Yeah. I don't want that to happen on Sunday. Okay. You don't want me beating you there? No. Because I had a better plan. No, I don't and want, you just got I don't so want us furious. to I don't want us to part ways on the way. So you gotta tell the whole story now. So the 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 story of that remember. one is Aaron was all butthurt because she thought we had to leave so freaking early because we needed to get an Uber and everybody's Ubering to whatever. But she never like she literally was so furious that she just left her and I got my own and she Uber left because me and my friend forever. Brielle and our she friend didn't, Brielle, not she, your friend. Our friend. She didn't even <laughs> let me say like you know that we can just bird there and it'll take us literally 12 minutes to a T to the starting line. And we literally got I'm to- I'm pretty sure she, Brielle came with me. I don't, I can't remember. Maybe she went with you, but I birded there and I got there like 15 minutes before you and you were, I learned that a lesson that day that even though I was right, I wasn't right still. Um, I guess that's marriage, but- for this case scenario, the reason that I don't want to think about it is because there's other variables that are still changing. And then two, I got other shit I'm thinking about right now. So if I just block off a time that's closer to that day, we don't need to know it this at this very moment, what we're doing. I also, and to the planning point, is like, there's other information that I need prior to be able to plan. So if Anna's coming into town, I'm still waiting on information from Paige to figure out like, what time do I need to be on site? What am I doing with this chair? Like there's just mm-hmm. information. Okay. So I'm just like- that I understand. Yeah, but you don't even ask. Okay. 
And that's where we're going to end. So if you liked this episode, I hope you did because I did. And reflecting back on just saying that we're going to do this, it's going to be really cool to hop on again and, and talk about what it felt like and kind of the emotional side of the day I'm looking forward to jumping into. If you're somebody that's striving to run your own marathon, half marathon, do a fitness competition, heck, I mean, I picked up a bow and arrow this year. Whatever your competition is, remember that it's the journey along the way that matters the most. It's the people that you're doing it with along the way that matters most because the day of is going to come and it's going to go. And you don't want to be the person that can't even embrace and enjoy the day of because you're so fixated on the result you want that day. Remember that it's really just all about leading up to it and then enjoying that moment and giving your all. And then once that moment is over, being able to reflect and say all of it was something that I really enjoyed. Best thing that you can do for us is share this episode with somebody you think it would be valuable to and give us that five-star rating and review. Until next time, this is CJ and Aaron with the Thrive on Life podcast. Thrive on, y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.